I start looking heavy, grand grands in my pocket, some feet on the Chevy, rolling, rolling with them crooks, looking for them bullets, them hero, them heroes try to chase, but they all got shook, whoopy, whoopy, so I'm lost, shit, you know a nigga stuck, it on, it on, spend they money with the blacks, a motherfucker, heavy, heavy day, rolling, smoking out, drinking, brew, loot, loot, touching tours, just some shit I used to do. Now when I first started, I was just a mere driver Then I, then I started jumping out on that phone, getting live with me, with me. So I'm slipping with that book I had to take And if they, if they had their windows rolled up, I had to break We used to, used to go about sale, D by nine, nine Sometimes two and two and three books at a time Getting it, getting it off the muscle, yeah, that used to be my hustle Running up on the phone, knocking them out if they tussle. Anything that had to be done, I probably done it. Cause I'm running up on the phone, knocking them out if they tussle. Anything that had to be done, I probably done Cause a nigga like me was strictly botting crispy hunters. I used to be wild. Oh yeah, I'll admit it. But back in them days, shit, a nigga had to get it. No bullshit permitted. And speaking of titties, <laughs> I, d- I just read an article about a Canadian teacher, transgen- transgender Canadian teacher, mm-hmm. who is getting students suspended. First of all, they're transgender, getting students suspended because they're walking around with Z-sized breast implants. And the students are taking pictures of it, and they feel uncomfortable. That's like <laughs> that's kind of like I'm trying to. <laughs> Can you conceptualize? Like, let's just think about. Let's just let's just talk about some of the stuff that's going on in the world. As an American, oh yeah, great, Brittany Griner. We got Brittany Griner back. She's released from Russian prison. And she was released in the greatest WNBA trade of all time. Not, an- not, 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 not from my side. Not from my side. <laughs> not from my side. For we, a, lost that, we lost. We lost that shit. Oh my gosh! We lost that shit expeditiously. A, a Russian's arm dealer. She was traded like, oh my gosh! We there. There wasn't anybody else. 
Nah. There wasn't any other way to make that happen. Nah, bro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just Yay! It's it's what a time to be alive. You know what I mean? I feel you. It's going on. It is going on. Another holiday approaches too. Yes. While we at it, what size shirt do you um give me a Christmas present as we speak? Oh, extra large. I figured that. I still have to make your shirt. Hey man, I ain't. I'm patient. Man. Yeah, you have to resume the address after all this. After we get done. True that. But this is another episode of Hanging with the Crew. Yes, it is. I don't know if I want to make it the second to last episode of 2022 or the last episode of 2022. And another one. Yeah. You don't. You don't think it'll be good to do like a a Christmas and or a New Year's episode? Well, the first, well, whether this is, whether it's this one, the next one, or this one or the next one, uh, the last, the, the very first episode of 2023 is going to be, it's going to be a whole, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be revamped. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm. You already seen the new logo. Yes. I'm I'm getting the actual, an actual, an actual intro done for the podcast, so I won't have to be using copyrighted music to intro. You know it. It it would be beneficial. It would be beneficial. Uh, We'll start off with the new logo and the intro. Um, I am getting myself the um, Elgato Stream Deck because I'm going to be using that to stream the show and or video games. Uh, I'm going to revamp this room a little bit. Not a lot because my lease will be up in five months. And I'm either, either, I'm either going... To Houston or to San Antonio? So I thought you were already in San Antonio. No, no, no I'm in Austin. <clears throat> okay. I'm in Austin. Uh, mm. San Antonio is right. because it's like <laughs> quieter. <laughs> okay. It's quieter than Austin. Houston I would is think so. Busy. Yeah. And Houston, there's a lot of stuff everywhere. All the time. Yeah, I'm like for my anxiety sake is like <laughs> it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just had to just I just had to drive down there to take my uh brother to the airport because currently him well well my mom, my brother, and my other siblings, they're in Miami, but they're going on a cruise starting tomorrow for a week. Rain from Cyrus iPad. That too. Yeah. So I could have went, but I decided to like chill at the house. But my my spot 
I can use the cruise. Uh, I have until October to use the cruise. So when my mom told me that, I was like, all right, I'll just chill at home and work. You know, get myself ready for 2023. Sounds like a good thing. Have you ever been on a cruise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on one in 2005 <laughs> or 2006. I went to Cozumel. Okay. Cozumel, Mexico. I have yet. I don't I don't know if I want to experience it, but I have yet to do so. Mm, it's a when I went the first time it was like twenty four hour food and like mm-hmm. there was like things for like kids to do and adults to do. And like when my mom told me it was like just do whatever you need to uh, just be back to your room about 10 o'clock, 10.30. But the one thing I remembered about that cruise outside of like being in the pool is the re- my stomach's reaction to that food. Mm. Because okay. it's... Before you get into the food and your stomach's reaction, because I just recently looked at some cruise lines that they're having and that they're building. And the first thing that I noticed that was odd to me, they have a boat with pockets of water on the boat. What what is that? I don't know. Like it's pool on a cruise line. Like you're on the water and you can sit in water while on the water. But okay. Yeah. The food, what did it do? Well, because because my 12-year-old ass is so used to homogenized and pasteurized GMO products, this being like freshwater food made me a, a lot gassy. Mm. Mad gas, you know what I'm saying, mad, mad restroom breaks. You know what I'm saying? Even the hot dogs, which 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 I which I which I was too young to even have the thought. What the fuck do you get hot dogs on a crew? Like what 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 kind of meat are you using? Uh it probably had a first name. <laughs> so it's like so it's like when you so used to that type of produced food, yeah, twelve year old, you just be gassy all fucking man. True that. Yeah, you know, that's what I remember about that. But then once I got into Cozumel, I was I was there for like five hours. Uh, the water was blue, blue did a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I end up getting me a end up getting me a dashiki in Mexico. And it's, 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 are you are you sure it was a dashiki? Yes, it was a dashiki. An African was in Mexico selling that shit. No. I got some bongos too. Okay. I remember right. that I had a dashiki. I got some bongos that I had uh, really until I was like at least eighth grade for a couple of years until they broke. Hmm. They broke. But yeah, yeah, it was a good experience. <laughs> Once my mom told me like I could use. I can use my ticket anytime before October next year. I was like, okay, okay, I'll take, I'll pick and I'll pick my spot with that. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I really just didn't feel like the hassle of getting on the boat. That was the thing I didn't want. Like, what? Pack, what, what was wrong? With, oh, the packing. Pack okay. Driving to the airport, getting on the plane, being in Miami for a day, then getting on the boat, then doing all that walking, then doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, once I get on the boat, and they going to the Cayman Islands. You know what I'm saying? And they going to the Cayman Islands. Yeah, outlook changed. Yeah, once I but the getting there. Oh no, I, no, no. Okay. Okay. So, um, I don't know if it means anything to anybody else, but I would like to give my condolences to the dancing world for the passing of. Twitch, one of my favorite dances, yes. Rest in Melodies. Um, I most definitely was a big fan of So You Think You Can Dance. And he was by far one of my favorite people that was on there. I kept up with him a lot. That's, so what, far. I really, that's what I realized yesterday. I was like, I thought he was just, I didn't the only dance y'all watched was America's Best Dance Crew. Okay. Which should have never ever went off the air, honestly. Mm. But then, but then again, when the first winner is Jabberwockies, it's kind of hard to. It's kind of hard to stop. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother story because that show was really just to get them out, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because they they are the most successful people from that show. Yeah, and they were already successful. They just didn't have yeah, global like, camaraderie. They also they're the most unique, and they got the, they're the most unique, and they got the best brand because we don't know who the fuck they are behind those masks. So they can have generations upon generations of the Jap, like the Blue Men. Yeah, yeah. So like they're just like the Blue Men. So like fifty years from now. As long as that those masks exist, they can be Jabberwockers. Always. <laughs> they can be Jabberwockers. So it's like, yeah. So when I seen like, when I seen him dancing with Atheon, when I seen him dancing with fucking, I think Sierra, I think like he just had so many videos with so many people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I thought he was just the dancing nigga on Ellen. No, he was a pivotal individual, and I guess I didn't know he was such a pivotal individual into what is really have has been the mainstay in our community for the past year and a half for sure. Mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, like someone can be smiling on the outside, literally dancing, and just get tired of it all, like whatever it is for them. Yeah. Because this person had what people are looking for, quote unquote, you know, the whole love thing and children and all that. He had a wife, he had children, or he has a wife and he has children and they no longer have their husband or their father. Right. But it could really be the thing where a lot of times people get blinded um, in situations because he is a dancer. You know what I mean? He's a person. He was a 
person and a man before he was a husband. He was a person and a man before he was a father. And I think a lot of times when it comes from the men, like I can't speak for women, but it's, I think it's, I don't think it's the same. A lot of times people forget that a man actually has another life outside of just being there for his family. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, the men that sit around and just all they have is sports and tools and they work on their cars, they no longer have a life. Those are things that were in place to just keep the male psyche going. They don't they don't make decisions for themselves anymore. Like everything's an argument or everything that they're doing, they're really doing it for someone else's gratitude, not for personal gratitude. So everybody call someone, most definitely a man that you know, and just ask them genuinely, are they okay? Are they all right? How do they feel about things? Because you really never know what someone's going through. Like you you don't. Yeah, I told like I told my mom, I said I'm I turned twenty nine, right? And I told my mom the first these last 10 years in my 20s, I've been very, very selfish. I've been very to a, a good a good selfish, though. Not like it's not 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 like that's a bad thing. It's a great thing. I've been very, very for me. Yeah. I said the next decade of my life, I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, leap into not leap into, but just go the route of companionship and fatherhood and stuff like that. Because I feel like I feel like as men, we gotta fig like we gotta figure ourselves out. Before, yeah. Before we could like invite people into our our space and our domain. And a lot of times men the uh, the men before us couldn't do that because they became they became fathers at seventeen. And they just they became fathers at seventeen. And they remained fathers. Uh, they remained. That's yes. the thing. That's the thing. They just remained a father. Yes, that's that's what they was. They was just they was just the dad. They went to work and they came home. Yeah. For 50, 60, 70 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm kind of glad. Like I don't have any. I didn't have any children early. And you know I'm saying that I could, you know, figure out myself. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, just simple as like the shit I like to do on a daily basis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just the shit I like to do, understanding, you know, my pros and my cons before like allowing a woman in my space on a daily basis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To, you know what I'm saying? Just, I kind of got. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kind of glad I got myself at least, at the very least, halfway figured out. True that. Because yeah. a lot of times, people don't understand how how much pressure is really asked upon you to be in someone else's life or have someone else's life intertwined with yours. Like, being younger, like, oh, uh, nah, I'm not worried about none of that. I get it. I got it. 
then you're in a situation or in something and you're like, oh, okay. This is like you were saying, like, okay, I don't know exactly who I am yet or what it is that I really like and don't like. It's the outside, the shell looks good, but it's just like, okay, well, what is it beyond that? And it becomes a lot of dictation about what you or someone else can't do when ultimately the understanding has to always be there. I am my own person. Yes. And if things are going sour, if things are going awry, I'm going to continue to be my own person. And whether or not you like it, then that's when we figure out, oh, well, hey, maybe we weren't ready. Or, hey, maybe we didn't know each other to the point that we thought we did. Or when some of the same things just continuously happen. But, hey, check on somebody you know. Tell them you love them. And that they're appreciated in this time, in this space, in this existence. Because it's a cliche, but, you know, a lot of people don't get their flowers until they're gone. And usually it's a man. Like, did you see the video? It hurt my heart. Did you see the video where this lady just ripped the shirt off the back of the man? It's like it went viral, I guess. Mm. There is this, I'm supposing it was a husband and wife and someone was recording a video and the husband is just standing at an island in the house and for some reason the wife was moved to snatch at the collar of his shirt and it ripped a perfect streak down the back of his shirt and it was it was so symbolic to like he's literally giving the shirt off of his back like they ripped the shirt off of his back and it was a joke to them it was a mockery it wasn't it that's not something that i i didn't find it funny at all and i found it utterly disrespectful because in this man's comfort zone, somewhere where he's supposed to be be able to fully be himself or be able to just to relax and not have to worry about outside forces literally ripping at him, then you do this to him in his home that he's probably, like you say, worked for 50 years to get this two-story home. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like it's I I tell I, I tell this story often. I like the one thing, the greatest thing my mother gave me as a young child was, especially as a young black child, was the power of choice. So like when it comes to when it comes to us being young black kids, whether it's I'm not even gonna say athletics extracurricular activities. We don't necessarily, growing up, we didn't necessarily get to choose no. our extracurricular activities. We were shoved into four, five, or six of them, and the one we liked the most, we just stuck with. But yeah. that only happened after 
five, six, seven years of doing all of these activities. Either like, oh, you gonna do this? You yeah, gonna yeah, do right. this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It took you. You know what I'm saying? You started playing volleyball at eight, and you really loved it, but you didn't stick with volleyball fully until the eighth grade. So after six years of volleyball, basketball, cheerleading, softball, <laughs> yeah, every year, you, yeah. you know. Stick with volleyball. So my mom was like, if you, she was like, if you want to play football, you can. But if you don't, you don't have to. That is, that in black neighborhoods is a superpower. Most definitely. Because I, just, I, I, and that's just and she speaking, speaking for you, not even, not even being there. But I already know if you were the same size and stature or even remotely close to the same size and stature 15 years ago before we met, oh, it just a, a person walking up to you off the street. Oh, you 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 big, you this, you this, yeah, you so, you must yeah. play football. You must well, do like I would have I would have had to do this shit. Like Man. that shit is ridiculous. I was oh, just talking to somebody. Me. I was just talking to somebody earlier about spoon-fed indoctrination in the African American community, and religion, of course, is one. But extracurricular activities, i.e., in the line of sports, is always right afterwards. Like you never, you rarely ever hear about somebody dropping their child off at a chess competition. Mm. or a robotics competition mm. or even swimming it's always like football basketball mm. volleyball band check, check this out, okay. <laughs> like let's say i did play play football from 7th to 12th grade all that would have been for me is a place to go work out that's all that would have been for me as a young kid is a place to lift weights and stay conditioned. Now, there's positives to that, yeah. and I, I'll give it would have it would have added a little bit of competitive spirit to me because it's because because it's, it's a win loss thing. You know what I'm saying? You win and you lose, but that would have just been five years of just working out. You know what I'm saying? Working yeah. out. I was, I was probably I was probably gonna be a guard. Like that's what I always got told. Oh, you gonna be a guard because you because coach always tell me like. Like I don't need you on the edge, but you you quick with your hands and you light on your feet and you you clog up a hole. So like if you you know what I'm saying, we gonna we gonna they was always like you come through, we gonna work your eye condition, you're just gonna be a guard or a line. And if I wanted to do that, I could have did that. But mom was like, you don't have to if you don't want to. And she was just like, you do and so she allowed me to do what I like. And you like just that little that simple that simple gesture right there can change somebody's whole entire viewpoint of certain things. Yeah, it can. It really can. Um, my mother as well. She presented it with the word options. Like, just always know that you have options. And I didn't have to do basketball and football. I tried it because that's what what was going on. It was the quote unquote popular thing to do. But 
shit, even that it within itself was a popularity contest. And being someone who was short in stature, dark in skin, and closer to the poverty line than most, it, that wasn't a competition that I was going to win. And then having and then having some sensibility about self or understanding or knowing the difference between there and there and how and how to spell it as well, or when to use a and an. Then in the community, I wasn't I wasn't the most popular of individuals to be around at all. However. I knew what options were and I used those options. I, I didn't have to be a jock. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. And yeah. a lot of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, like, I, like just me, just me. Uh, I mean, when it comes to sports, like I have a high level achievement in sports, but just combat sports. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a first degree black belt in Taekwondo. Never have I ever known that. <laughs> Never would I have I am, thought it. I am a first degree black belt in Taekwondo. We lost the belt uh, during Hurricane Rita, but I have pictures of me in the in my gi with my belts on. Yeah, like I I took Taekwondo the, and I the, went. What how 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 am I not? How did I, how has this been something that you've kept to yourself for so long? No, I don't keep it to myself. It's just something that happened. Like, you obviously do keep it to yourself because I never. First of all, it's not even something that I would have been like, oh yeah, black belt, taekwondo, it's all over him. Like, no. Was, I went from a white belt all the way up to a first degree. I went to a couple. I went to a tournament, got a third place trophy, got a second place trophy, and then like after I got first degree, they 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 gave me the requirements of how to get got how to get from second degree all the way up to like ninth, and I was I was like eleven, and so I was mm -hmm. like, no, I think I, I think like this. Oh, I was like, this is a career choice. I can't I can't do that. But, I get it. Yeah, second degree, third, like third, fourth. That that shit. That's like, that's like Bruce Lee type discipline. It's, it's just a whole bunch. Of, I would have had to make that my entire life. It sounds like it because I didn't know it was that many goddamn degrees to it. I thought you know, first degree, second degree, then third degree. You shit, you got enough degrees. My but teacher, my teacher was a fourth degree. His wife was a ninth degree. So like. And I'm talking about like when I say and when I say my teacher, like here's another thing. My teacher was like this this big, he was a big ass nerd, loved comic books. He was like, he was white dude, big muscle, glasses, red hair, wasn't, you know, wasn't creepy, wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't, you know, what he looked like them niggas on Lifetime, but he wasn't like that at all. He was cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? He taught me everything I knew, and I went from went from a white belt. To all the way up to, I went from white belt to red belt, no problems. I passed every test with flying colors. But the first, 
the, my my test that was gonna give me my black belt first time, I failed, and I cried like a bitch. It was I'm talking about it was <laughs> it was just, it was it, it was horrible because the final part of the test you have to run and kick through actual wood. <laughs> <laughs> you have to okay. run and do like a Tommy Oliver rest in peace to Jason David Frank yes rest in peace to the, the Ranger you gotta the run Ranger. through it like a motherfucking Red Ranger ass kick through like wood this thick and I couldn't do it and so like I went to the ceremony and they gave everybody black belts except for me I cried like a bitch like oh my god! But it sounds like you ran and you kicked and broke that wood eventually. As I'm gonna do that, I was like, nah, because like they because they this how the, how they did it had like how they did it was so was so horrible because they invited everybody and they gave out belts, but then the niggas that didn't get belts they pulled you to the side and told you that nah, you didn't you didn't pass. And it's like, nigga, what? Why did you? Why'd you bring me in? Oh, you got food. That was, it was a whole ceremony. You got food, cookies, punch, a certificate. Like people getting yeah, but not certificates. A certificate, whatever. I, and they was like, nah, nah. Good luck next time. But I was like, what? <laughs> and oh, I was wow. like, oh my, y'all not gonna, y'all not gonna hold me like this. Not me. And so I went, I had to, I reluctantly, like every, it was like me and like some other chick, but I had to go back to Red Bells. I had to get, I, I, I had to get taught by niggas that I was better than because they were black belts and I went like, nigga, it was a whole thing. It was a whole, I had to do that all again and then. What'd you learn from it? What'd you gain what from it? Discipline. <laughs> Discipline. Finishing what you started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like six to seven months, six, seven, eight months later, it was eight months. Eight months. 32 weeks. It was a it was a whole damn near pregnancy. I had to wait to do that test to me. Oh my goodness. I did it. I did everything. I put that board up. Bow! <laughs> put up another one. Bow! They put on one more. Bow! You got them out. All of them. That's so what's I up. Out, so I walked out. I looked at my mama. I was like, they going to give it to me now. And she they going to give me my shit now. My goddamn black belt. I'm a first degree black belt in Taekwondo. Hey. Now, I wonder, now see. Like, I wonder if I can, like, print one out. Like, a black belt? Get one made, like get, like get a, get, like actually get, get the, like then we talking about like two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. yeah. So you like, you need a replacement belt. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to get the because 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 probably like right now within the past, I say twelve years, you could probably look up who's like first degree black belts and shit and what. Karate classes about you. There's probably like a directory and like a Rolodex of like you know. I would think so. 
kung fu teachers or people who have graduated and all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because martial arts is like is like college. Martial arts is kind of like it's, it's like it's, it's kind of it's got a college like system. Uh, I get what you're saying. I mean, if that's the case, then everything does. So yes, there's going to be some kind of database yeah. ultimately where you could. God damn, be like, well, look, bitches, I lost my belt. I need yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To where what if they say, what if they tell you, though, be like, hey, you may have lost the belt and we don't mind replacing it, but you have to kick through three more boards. <laughs> no, that's not happening. Chop through? I could probably chop through. Wonderful. <laughs> Look at this thing. I got this thing from Walmart and I really like it. How long does it take to get a black belt in Taekwondo? Let's see. I don't know. First, it used this is the first. It usually takes three to five years to get to this level. Yep, that sounds about right. For second degree, it'll take another two years. And then a couple of years for third degree. It'll take another couple of years. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you just, this is like, this is your life. Yeah. Like, fourth degree is three to four years after achieving third degree. My nigga, like, I'm grown. So, okay, okay, I got my first degree at like 11, 12. So, to, I'd have I'd have to wait till I was 13, 14 for second, and then like seventeen for third, then like twenty two for fourth. Damn. Then like twenty eight. I would have got my fifth degree last year. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's really ridiculous. Then somebody says, but I, I I just oh. never knew that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a first degree black. Belt. First degree black, but I actually had to compete in competitions. So from from the sounds of it, it sounds like you're gonna be going to San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's my it's it's like I really want to go to North Carolina, but. It's, it feels. It just sounds like it's my speed. Like my mama not gonna like that, but that ain't been no bother me. Well, why not do North Carolina then? I don't think I'm ready for that yet. What What is it that you're not ready for? I don't know. I don't know. I could just up and just be like, Nah, let's 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 biggity biggity bounce. Let's go down to North Kakalaki. Let's eat Bojangles every morning. Let's do that. Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> I know one thing. I'm just definitely getting the fuck out of here. The fuck out I of mean, here. It's a, it couldn't have been that bad. Nah, 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 nah. I learned a lot. I learned a lot up here. You know, I got a little bit figured out. And shit like that. My, uh, I actually completed my New Year's resolution at the top of last year. Which was? 
uh, not to be full time, hmm. not to be tied anywhere. I think I remember that. I think I remember that flexibility. So yeah, for the, for the most part of this whole year, I've set my own schedule, and I've accepted the pros and the cons that comes with that. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. And I think my New Year's resolution for next year is to stop being a bitch. Why do you think you're that now? Why do you think you're a bitch? Was just I'm gonna say it like this: I need to take more initiative in everything I do. Mm. That includes women. Agreed. That includes work. That includes just life in general, specifically women. You know what I'm saying? It's not them. It's me. It's me. Because they around. True that. Just taking taking charge of yourself more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm, I think I'm ready for all of it. Can I ask you something? Yes, you can. What, what is something you you will with un, and under what four to six weeks, two to five weeks, you'll be a dad? Yeah. <clears throat> what do you hope? Or is there something that you hope uh fatherhood teaches you? If anything, just to have a better understanding of what it is to care for somebody and to understand that yeah, this child is me, but not having that vicarious spirit or that vicarious longing for things like just giving that child the proper nourishment physically and mentally throughout their entire life and not ever putting pressure on them to do something that they may not want to do and being understanding and accepting of it. Like just, uh, it was just the best example I can give you is the whole job conversation with my father. Like anytime I talk to my dad, it's job. Like, where you working at? Job, job. But just like I was talking to a good friend of mine this weekend about like people don't understand that. Yeah, sports is always pressed on us, but being a place kicker in the NFL, being a long snapper in the NFL, that's a job. It's a job. Everything is a job. Everything is work. So you know, when the, when he thinks job, it's always some practical thing. So just being less practical and really more sensible about every opportunity that's on earth. Like, you can be a goddamn food critic or a movie critic and really get paid for it. Or you can be... You can get paid just to travel and go to different hotels and just Talk about how your stay was at the hotel. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like me, like, shit. 
Like the reason why and I'm thankful for my brother for actually telling me to do it, but the reason why I do security is because like I want what we do right now to be my my source of income eventually. And security guard work is the simplest thing that I can do that's not like manual fucking labor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I talk about, I say this all the time. I say 15 years ago, to the jobs that you had to do to make $15 an hour, buddy. You, <laughs> like all your limbs would be, all your limbs are gone. Yeah, like you, like you wouldn't have no. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like that's why I. That's why like it was so. It's so easy where I'm from, for to work at the refinery because as soon as you go to high school, they start you off. Like, they start you off at nineteen dollars. You do not what? <laughs> yeah, they start you off at nineteen dollars, and they'll help you get a degree from the local college or. Lamar University and shit like that, and the, like you know what I'm saying, it's it's very beneficial, it's very beneficial. But like, yeah, like you, but fifteen dollars an hour in like 2007, you had to like drive a cement truck. <laughs> Basically, and it's just that's something that's never really talked about either. It's like a lot of times it's a bunch of not necessarily dead end jobs, but people just get caught up in the same kind of thing. Like you say, people from Port Arthur make a good living, start making quote unquote, what's called a good living. Cause they're getting, I don't know what, two to $3,000 every, every other week. And the, the cost of living down to <clears throat> a three bedroom apartment for nine fifty a month. See a three bedroom apartment. So basically at that point, they're not living to invest anything. They're living for the next paycheck because mm-hmm. you're going to get the three bedroom apartment and be comfortable in an apartment. And that's not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody who's doing that or anything. That's just not what I want for myself. Yeah. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's, it's like my mom explained this to me, like growing up where I grew up, uh, which is the reason, like, when I remember when I told that story about it, I told her, like, I wasn't going to college, and she called me the stupidest nigga she'd ever met. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Over time, she explained to me, she said, if you work out here, it's way too easy for you. And she was like, you can, she's like, here, you can get a two-bedroom apartment, $900, all utilities paid. And that sounds, she's a, that sounds great, but that, that, what that's going to do is that's going to pamper you. That's going to get you used, like, that's going to get you, it's going to make you you comfortable really quickly. Real fast, real relaxed to the point where you're not going to want to leave. People are going to always know where you at and you're just going to get used to life here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want you to get a job here and get used to life here. You, your your mind, your what you the things you love is way more advanced than that. Than to just be okay with working and living here. You know what I'm saying? So she was just like, "No, nah, you gotta go to school." True. Like, 
like a oh my gosh that whole conversation with food and different foods i haven't just been in port arthur but let's just say somebody at the refinery within we're gonna give them a full five to six months besides hamburgers fried chicken barbecue and maybe some pizza what else is there to eat Cajun food. That's it. Oh, seafood. Seafood. Okay. But it's just there's no there's no such thing as like anything organic in Port Arthur. Nothing. It's all it's all soul food restaurants. Deep fried greens. Yeah. Yeah. You get that. You know. Definitely get that man gut. That you know, what I'm saying some some that that well earned man good. They earn that good, but yeah. but yeah, there's no there's no such like niggas would know what a Whole Foods is. And, oh my gosh, much less what's inside of a Whole Foods. Yes, so it's a it's a it's very much a city, but it's also very much country down there, and it's very much it's very much set in its ways. It's basically it's like living in Port Arthur is like living in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Basically, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's too, like, much, it's not too much variance. Yeah. I think that's another thing that we miss, or a lot of people in our community miss out growing up is variance. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's just oh my gosh, how many different variations on Sunday dinner? Not saying that they weren't good. But how many different variations on Sunday dinner was it? Chicken, fried or baked, roast, spaghetti with fried or baked chicken, and green beans. Oh, oh, of course you get the green beans, rice and gravy. You might get some yams every once in a while, closer to Thanksgiving, you'll get the turkey. But other than that, it was, oh, some catfish or something. And that's and that's Southern Sunday dinner because above the Mason Dixie, it ain't no catfish. Right. And so then, you yeah. So it was like then, like then, like imagine, like I, like I, like, <laughs> like I can only imagine if, like, when I was in high school, like just ironically or just magically, a Panera bread appeared. Oh my god. <laughs> exactly. Or a smoothie king. Like if you just put a Panera bread or a smoothie king in the neighborhood areas of our city. Like just what <laughs> people are like, what the hell is Panera? Now you got people talking about muffalettas and paninis all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what I mean it's something different. Niggas 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 is something niggas, niggas not going to get no cool cup. They gonna get a motherfucking uh a motherfucking muscle muscle fitness ass <laughs> like, nigga, like you like you got with extra with like, extra peanut butter. You got country you got country motherfuckers like lifting weights and drinking actual, you know, you know, smoothies with muscle relaxers in it and fitness blends and slim trims instead of them niggas eating rice dressing, green beans, and fucking fried chicken, then go and play football. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got, you got, you got motherfuckers. You got coaches. You got, you got coaches. Um, 
teaching players how to diet properly and portion size their meals. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just hmm. having them niggas eat and play. The, the same thing. Yeah. So go, like, go into Golden Corral and eating what's on the buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the game, these niggas after the game, these niggas hit up just a random random restaurant or some shit. Or go to Taco Bell or go to McDonald's and shit like that. Yeah. It's it's all it's all a like it's a beautiful existence, but some people and I and I spoke with my mother about this. Some people don't get tired of just talking about things and doing the same thing over and over and over and over. Yeah, and like to piggyback on the conversation we was having before, you know, you had to leave. Like it's, you know, what I'm saying I was. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, going to Houston, Houston was two hours away. And when, every time we went to Houston, it felt like a field trip. Like, it felt, we, it, like even if we went to the San Jacinto Mall, mm-hmm. that shit felt like a field trip. And then, growing up, my older cousins, my, my older family members, when they graduated high school, they left. They went to college away from the city, either in Houston, mainly Houston, mainly U of H, TSU, Prairie View and shit like that. But once they graduated from those places, they stayed in Houston. They didn't, like, a good bit of them didn't come back down to the city because because the stigma of the city was to get away yep. from the city. It was, you, you got the what you left from, you go to a whole, especially coming from a small town, but it's always the inverse coming from a large town, too. When you go from one thing that you're so used to, and you go to something different, and you're able to find not only your way through life, but one of the greatest things that life has to offer, which is tranquility with yourself in a different place, you become you become more comfortable with not being where you were once comfortable and that's not a bad thing at all like that's how we went to school in Marshall and you had people from California coming out there to a small town people from Los Angeles to nothing and staying and staying because because of tranquility Yeah, I was telling that to my little sister. I was like, I was, I say this, I say any, I say, like I said, my alma mater ain't, it's not advertised, it's not advertisable. It's like, I can't sell it, sell it to you. You just got to somehow get there. Yeah. I, I always say, everybody leave it, but the ones who stay, oh, they, they, it's, it's <laughs> like, I, like, I got a story, even with you. When, I, when you first got there, when I first met you, when I got there, me and you were two totally different people than we are now. Yes. So, when, so five years later, when I see the people I came in with, when I remember how they were when I first met them, they totally different people. They totally different people. And that's what I tell her. I say, once you, I was like, once you get, once you, if you make it to be a, a junior, if you get to junior status, and while you you feel different, 
You know what I'm saying? You feel like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't got through a big. <laughs> you feel like a big ass weight was lifted off your shoulder. Then once you become a senior, it's like, oh, nigga, I, this, this, like you, you get more, you get protective. You, you feel like you feel ownership of that, of that, of that institution. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's a beautiful feeling. So it's like, why come? Like I, I told my grandmother. I told, I told this to her. I said, both of them, I said, Granny, the reason why I come down here to this city is because you alive. Yeah, you told me. Whenever God calls you home, it's not going to be no reason for me to come down here. Because what's going to happen is you, not in a bad way, her, she 89. She's, have I told the, have I told the history of her in Port Arthur? Yes. Oh yeah, her, she's getting the motherfuckers off the porch and everything. Yeah, she's a like she a pioneer. You know what I'm saying? She's like her and my grandfather was the first black people to move on the east side of Port because back in those days in the '60s, and all black people lived on the west side of Port And like when you go to the west side, there's like a museum and it shows you pictures of what the west side like. It was like it was like it was like Tulsa, Oklahoma in the 1920s. Like the West Side was policed by black people, had its own educational system, had its own all of that. Because if niggas went past Houston Ave, they died. They died. That was like the midpoint. And so, as I said, and so like her and my grandfather like got that house because over the phone, my grandmother sounded like a white woman. And so when <laughs> so when the realtor met her, she was surprised, but they didn't. They didn't. She couldn't turn it down because they had the money. They had their paperwork straight. And my favorite part of the story is this: my grandmother says when they got the house, the mortgage was fifty dollars a month. The, her and my grandfather decided to pay a hundred dollars a month, so the white people, so the white people wouldn't think that they was barely getting by. Hmm. And within a year, more because of that, within like a year, year and a half, more black people started moving to the east side. So I told this to my mom. I was like, I was like, grandmother got a like, grandmother keeps the family here in this area. To me, in my opinion, when she leave, everybody's gonna disperse because it's gonna because it's gonna feel like there's no reason to be here no more. My, my mom already lives. Like thirty miles away, like in Orange and shit like that, and she already got businesses like in that area and in Houston. She's looking for more businesses here. Oh yeah, my my mom like has a boutique and she sells like Gucci bags. You told me. Yeah, Balenciaga blankets and shit. It's crazy. That's what's up. But nah, it's like there's no. I go down there, and the only people that live there, there's no community. And community starts with the youth. Well, when you you tell the youth for the past 20, like when you spend 20 years telling the youth that your best bet is to leave this city and they leave, (laughs) you lose the community. Yeah, but if the community is based on staying there and just working at the refinery, Exactly. What sense of community is it? You probably like you. You probably experienced this in Houston. 
Like there's people like there's people who lived in Pearland and Sugarland and don't know nothing else but Pearland uh, and Sugarland. Uh, shit. Just the house my great grandmother lives in. She bought that house on a custodian's working wage at HISE mm-hmm. and has been in that same house since I have been alive. Right. Uh, I look at some of the pictures when she started buying that house. That's the house that she bought. That's that's it. The just so happened it's it's a odd, but it's a rarity for me. At one point in my life, both of my great grandmothers lived within a four or five year old's walking distance because I was four and five year old walking from the great grandmother's house that I stayed with, Mama Dia, to Mama Valerie's house at four and five years old. So they stayed that close. Mm-hmm. And then and then at one point across from Mama Valerie on the same street, my mom, mom, my mom's mom, my grandmother stayed right across the street from her. Mm-hmm. So within not even a not even a mile within, we're just going to say a 20, 30 minute, five year olds walk. I could visit one great grandmother, my grandmother, and then be back at home with my other great grandmother, my Medea, within a day. And those besides my grandmother's house, my great grandmother's rested rest in heaven to Medea. She's no longer with us, but the house is still hers. That house is still there, and it, it's still in the family. And so is my Valerie's house. It's still in the family. So those houses are still there. The only thing that they've acquired from now to then that's different is a gate around it. Yeah. Uh, a, a ride iron fence. A ride iron. F- oh, my God. Speaking of... <sighs> You know about a rod iron fence, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know it's not called a rod iron fence? It ain't? No. What's it called? It's called a wrought iron fence. Oh, we got it though. You just know how we just talk. So it's called a rot iron fence, like W-R-O-U-G-H-T. It's called rot iron. Horrible. But you know, it's a ride iron fence. Yeah, like yeah, but yeah, and you probably and you probably remember when Houston wasn't as busy as it, as it is now. Yes and no, but to me, it's always been busy. It's just busier. The license plates are changing on the highway, but other than that, there's always it's always trains. So that was the sense of traffic for me growing up, like. Every Sunday, we go down the same road to go to Pasadena to go to the church. And every Sunday is a train there where my mom stays now, which was my great-grandfather's house. Since I've been born, that house is still in the family. It's still there. You know what I'm saying? But it's my mother's house now. It's a train right down the street from there. So with that kind of traffic, with the business traffic, I don't see anything different. Really and truly, like I say, beyond the license plates. That's crazy. 
Yeah. Hey,
you know what I'm saying? The race of her, anything. They just like Twitch. He's just exactly, exactly. And knowing that he was just a good dude, whoever he falls in love with, that's fine. We don't nobody give like he. You know what I'm saying? Like he, we know we know Twitch not about to hop out and say nothing stupid about the community. He for the community. Let him be with his wife and his children. We fuck with him. True. You know what I'm saying? We 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 fuck with him, and he was one of those. People, but like you, you just never know. You never know. You never Speaking know. of never knowing, you never know what's going on in this music world either, dude. So, first of all, shout out to the courtroom artist who's doing the drawing for the Megan Stallion, uh, yeah, yeah, Tory Lanez. Have you seen the Have you seen the art? Yeah, I've seen the art. It looks good. It looks like a like a show or a comic or something. Yeah. But who who told Megan the Savage she could wear this purple suit? Um, look, look, man, look. Look, I, I said this. I said this, listen. I said this on the last pod episode I did. I say, hey, she got one more lawsuit after this. And that lawsuit is with people affiliated with James Prince. If she wins that lawsuit, she is a top five female rapper ever because she went against a man that men won't from. True that. They're not. True that. They're not. Even like I'm talking like that. I'm listen. She's taking she's taking an affiliation of James Prince to court. Most niggas won't even do that. They won't even mention it. Yes. She wins this lawsuit. Well, I'm gonna pray for her first. first that is that will be. I didn't think about that, but that'll be two major lawsuits because Tory Lanez is what OVO, right? Tory Lanez is uh, no, nah, he's just regular. He's just dude from Canada. He's not signed to Drake. Okay, yeah. I did. I knew he was Canadian too, so I just think right. all Canadians are OVO. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but nah, she. I think. I think they. I think they gonna send that nigga to jail. Cause her old old girl, she, she was lying yesterday. Now she telling the truth this time. She was lying. It was like a whole bunch of thing. You know, it was like a whole bunch of shit. I guess I guess motherfucker been scared of saying like you know like not telling the truth and all of this <laughs> jail, right? Man, you know you can't just sit here and lie and like go home. <laughs> no, 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 no. You will face some consequences for sitting on standing right here and fibbing. It's not. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, but that next lawsuit with Rock Nation and like fifteen on one, if she can get through that, yeah, with, with everything she, you gotta understand, you gotta understand as gorgeous as she is, as much of a she, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always root for people that just like they're just a light, right? Like mm-hmm. she, she brings people joy as much as she brings people joy. You gotta understand. She lost both her parents. She don't have parents, my nigga. She's 27 years old without a mother and a father. She got grandmothers, but you can't. You can't. You can't. They're not. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad you said it. Grandparents are not parents. Yes. Dude, it is. so. People don't understand how. Oh, my gosh. Just me being me. Had I had more influence and been around my parents longer than I, I was around my grandparents, I would be 
I don't know if I would be better off, but I think mentally I'd be most definitely different because the thing is, everybody knows that they need help. When you're born, you know you need help. You know you need, as a child, you know you need certain guidance. And if you can get the guidance from where it is you want, you'll be better off. But when it has to come from other places, it's not accepted the same way. Mm-hmm. And and parents and grandparents, grandparents most definitely, God bless them all, are always seem like to be thrust into situations because the parents that were, our, that were ours or that are ours just weren't ready to take on that mantle. Yeah, and I, I, one thing people need to really understand is your grandparents will always only see you as as at one as one age. They'll always see you as like their the 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 nine year old or the the eleven year old. Yeah, they just would always come over. They're not gonna see you as like. Of the forty-five year, forty-five year old man that you are, they gonna see you as the twelve-year-old that you that they used to feed, and they used to be at be at be in her house when their moms would be doing stuff over the weekend. Your parents are the only people that are, that will. I believe, I think it's spiritual where God will let you as a parent see your child at every age. Yeah, and approach your and approach your children at the age they are. I don't think he has that power with grandparents. Grandparents are... Uh, And some grandparents some grandparents do see it and they just be like, well, shit, I didn't fuck with you then. I don't fuck with you now. I told your nappy head ass mama to get your ass up for adoption anyway. So you you get your old ass on. There's only so far that they can go for the most part. But your parents, they can they can as they can they can grow with you because they raised you, they birthed you, they brought you here. So in a sense, since yeah, so in a sense y'all grow together. And that's like like she ain't got no mother and no father. She can't just she can't just go vent to her grandmother. Yeah. And, you know, she can't, you know what I'm saying? She can't just go vent to your grandma. Because first of all, you can't but like nobody nobody wanna bother their grandparents with all of that. You know what I'm saying? So like you already gotta watch who you trust because you don't have parents and now you and now like you gotta make you gotta make decisions. Like before you was even ready to. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I was like, yeah, but yeah, she went that she went that next lawsuit, I you you crown her. Crown her. Build a statue in Houston of her. God damn it! it, it, it cause, cause it, talk about that's talk gonna be that's gonna be something. It's gonna be pivotal. It's yeah, really gonna be pivotal. Yeah, but but yeah, I, I, I saw that all work, and I'm just like, I've been like reading everything that's been said, and I'm like, this is messy. This is yeah. messy. Ooh, wee, this is messy. He's just like, oh god, oh no, nah. What uh? Have you listened to any new music this year? 
Dude, for 2020? I mean, 2022? <laughs> that should let you know that, no, I haven't listened to much new music. <laughs> I've listened to a few a few new songs. Um, I listened to the first track on Ari Lennox's project, but I haven't really just dove into or got into anybody else's pantheon right now. I may have heard different songs here and there. I've I've heard some new songs. I went to um I went to Florida a couple weeks ago, maybe like last month actually, at the beginning of last month. What's and it? I've literally from Pensacola all the way down to Miami, then back from Miami up the turnpike. So I went around the top half, Pensacola, Jacksonville, uh, Dayton, all the, all the way back to Miami, then up on the inner coast. So a few cities. And on the way back, where was I? Where was I? What city was it? What city was it? I want to say I was either right outside of, uh, where did the Seminoles play? Where does Simmons play? Where is Florida State? I cannot remember. I was either right yeah, outside. Of, I think so. Right outside of getting there or coming from. And they had, you know how every state, like Pimp C is Texas South. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? You may not hear any Pimp C unless you listen to Jay-Z anywhere else. Or if you're from the West Coast, you may not hear no Sugar Free. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're over there. So I pull up, I'm at this gas station, get some gas, and these dudes pull up in some cars, big trucks, but one of them had this system just bumping, I'm talking about bumping, and the track that was playing was by JT Money called Run The Yard. Now, it's an old song. It was old, but it was new to me, and when I tell you that motherfucker bump... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when I I was well, I've never really been 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 to Florida, Florida, uh, Florida like that. But what 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 uh we have is what we have is slabs. They have is donks. See, I didn't know whether to call it slab or not, and that's why I didn't say. That's exactly why I didn't say a slab line. I didn't. I didn't think it was. Okay. Dogs, adults, they got them big ass. They got them big ass rims. Yes. Big motherfucker. Them, them five. Them uh five foot eleven rims. Dude, dude, and that's exactly what it had because it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Of course, it was old school. You know what I'm saying? It was a box or whatever, but. You could tell by the framing and how it's set on the wheels. Yeah. It's not a. It wasn't a southern slab. It was. It's. It looks the same, but it's not the same. Yeah, like it's. It's a different. We. It's a different type of style. They ride it a different way. And they ride it down. You know, down down here and shit like that. But no, they got them big. They got them big five foot eleven ass rims on them hoes. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, JC Money Run the Yard is the best. <laughs> oh, so you've been knowing about the song? I've heard, I heard the song before. And you ain't never shared with I'm me? Not, this song 
I haven't heard that song in so long. Yo, but how he started it, though, is what's pinnacle to me. Because the first thing he says on the song is, I used to be a nigga. That means a lot. That means a lot. To me, that means he's like, I used to be a nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the listen to it. Socks full of rocks, dodging the motherfucking cops. Now I was just a kid, but I was down with the set. Used to have the fattest shit, so them bases you to sweat. I got my first bomb from my sister boyfriend. I was only 18. Only the only the only reason I know this song is because <laughs> my brother had a partner from Florida. Who ironically moved to Houston and like had this like he my brother like brought the CD. That's the only reason I know this song. I know this song. Yeah. That's an intro song for this episode of the podcast. Dude, 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 that's a great but, intro. But song. I, but I hear that song and I hear that beat and I go, Pimp C would have put that beat. UGK would have. I see it. That's what I was. I was thinking about the instrumentation of it. It's so. It's very similar. Just the simple baseline and all that. So it it gave me a feeling of home in a sense, or a feeling of of <laughs> unity. No, for good. real, for real, it really did. It There's really no did. Feeling, feeling, than discovering some old shit. <laughs> that was, that's, Dude, when I tell you I needed that song because everybody, you know what I'm saying, every the whole time out there, it was just it was just a lot. You know what I'm saying? And then being away from Texas, being away from this South, because it's still southern. Yeah. Like it was it was odd. Even when I was out there, Whoa, I was like, I am still this. in the South. I'm still in the South. It just didn't feel like it. Right. Then I heard that track and I was like, Okay, I'm still in the South. You know like, what I mean? I'm still in the South. Like, 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 even with the cadence of that song, it reminds you of Scarface. Even his flow. Exactly, of- exactly. Everything was different. Every, I promise you, I was like, okay, he looked like one person. He sound like one person. Like he dressed like Devin on there. He mm-hmm. looked, he looked like Jaheim or some shit. He sound like Scarface, but it's a Pimp C track. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was just it was a lot, but I I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, like it, it was like it's like the it's like the first time it was like when I when, when I first heard Big Crit, I was like, this nigga from Mississippi, he does not sound like David Banner like, at they, all. They, I'm like, I'm like, this is like utterly familiar. Then when he was in interviews talking about Porata, I was like, oh, I see. He he got our influence. So it was like, but nah, JT Money, uh, when you in Georgia, not Atlanta, when you in Georgia, <laughs> and okay. a nigga from Georgia come on, you get that same feeling. Not that okay. Atlanta nigga. Like, uh, or when you, when the first, the first time I heard Nappy Roots. Okay. They, they from Kentucky. Yeah, you know I'm saying like the niggas from Kentucky, but they country is fucking like 
the true first that. time I heard uh Mr. Uh when, <laughs> when I heard Mr. Big for the first time. Oh wow. When he when he said his crack tastes like ribs. <laughs> look, look. Look, that's, that's, that's a different form of artistry right there, okay? That's a different form of artistry. But that's, that's something, it's just Southern rap is its own entity. It really, it really is. It really which is. is. Why, which is why if you are an artist, one of the, one of, if not the best thing to be is a southern superstar. Yes. Because they was, you last you last forever as a southern it was superstar. Because you would I would love to be as far as stature, reverence and reverence, Lil Boosie over Jay Z. Because I don't Yo, did you hear what he just said? And that makes perfect sense to what he just said. And everybody doesn't get it. I don't think everybody's going to understand what he just said so far as the reverence is concerned. Like, yes, Jay-Z and Nas up there, up north, just in New York, they good. But Boosie just said, like, so far as the greatest rappers are concerned, Jay-Z and Nas are not on his list. And I understand where he's coming from as a Southern artist. Because beyond New York, for those two individuals, it's really nowhere else that they can go state-wise, maybe New Jersey, where the they love like, is just they there. Like they, they like they got like figures. Exactly. From from right? Texas, from Texas to Florida, Boosie could be in any state and have a show in any state, just those southern states, and it'd be good. Like, yeah, they can come down here. Anybody can come around here and go Toyota Center or you know, anywhere that Somebody plays basketball and set out, sell out some tickets. However, doing the whole state would be like, a daunting task. Like, like if Pimp if Pimp was alive today, UGK would make four million dollars just off doing cities in Texas. Easily, Texas. easily, because like just Houston alone. Just, let's say UG, let's say to book UGK is book UGK is well to book UGK now nah, I say I say four hundred thousand I I give them four hundred thousand in twenty twenty two they both alive right now they could sell out Minute Maid yeah they could sell out Minute in Maid. Houston no question really Maid. with they the right with the right promotion they, they could sell to, out they Reliant yeah. yeah. They have to bring some people. You know, you'd have to make it an ensemble, but they go on last. Yes. And they, they go on last, and then they bring, you know, I would either right before them would be Face. Face would be right before them. And then probably a bunch of other Southern acts and stuff like that. But it'd be an ensemble. They can sell out Minute Maid. But it's like, just, you know what I'm saying? They get, the thing about Texas, the thing about UGK, UGK can do Houston. Like Pearland, like Sugar, like if there's like they could do building, small pockets as well. Yeah, they can they, do different. You yeah. have a, if you have a building that can hold five thousand plus, two thousand to five thousand people, exactly. In Texas, 
you UGK them. would be booked. Yes, book them. They, and they, and they'll take and like their whole shtick was, we'll take whatever we, we underground kings. We'll take the paperback so that like if all you got is if all you got is seventy for them, they'll take they'll split that in half. They'll take that. And you because you're gonna get the money back if you got like a 2500 seated because they're gonna fill it up. If, if it up. not, if not, to the point where they, then they have standing room for real, for real. Yeah, so that's that's what that's what I mean by like reverence as far as boosting. Now, his antics is his antics, I don't want none of that, but he yeah. can do, he can do, Boosie can do, uh, Texas, he, Louisiana he, for he, sure, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, El Paso, Amarillo. Lubbock, Port Arthur, if you Marshall, the Ford Arena in Beaumont, <laughs> like you, Marshall, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Longview, you know, you get what I'm saying? Then yeah, you go, then you go to Louisiana, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Shreveport, uh, fucking uh, Boulder, uh, New I just random city. Then you go to fucking Florida, uh, Jacksonville, Key West. Uh, <laughs> he could, um, he could do the goddamn thing. Hey, what's up? Up is a two-letter word. I'm finna get ready to find me some food. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, nigga, we this. Look, hour and twenty-six minutes. It's been a while since I could. Once we once we got past the thirty-eight minute mark, I'm like, dude, dude, you, 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 (laughs) you thought it was just you. You, like, you thought it was just you? I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. No, no, no. Oh like, my gosh. Once we got past a certain month, I was like, oh, smooth at the house by himself. Dude. <laughs> Dude. He is alone. He is alone. This Ooh. is an accomplishment. Yeah. The next episode is my nigga, we did it. That's the we, name of the episode. My nigga, we did it. We did this. Yes. But so. Yeah. Yeah, make sure everybody, y'all call somebody that y'all know, especially one of the quote-unquote strong men in your life. Just let them know it's all right. Tell them you appreciate his existence and his time and space on this astral plane and let them know it's going to be all right. Yeah, let let that nigga know, bro. Keep collecting those baseball cards. Something. Keep, you know what I'm saying? Keep holding on to, to the things that you loved as a child, or as a teen, or as a young man, because it's important. Don't let them, don't let them motherfuckers diminish what's important to you. Yes. But yes, that has been another episode of Hanging with the Crew. Um, Sugar. I might, I I might have you whenever you have time. I'm probably have you pull up again at the top of the year. That's and, uh, fine, man. And, I'm a, and I rated that concert. You ain't never give me no answer back either. Oh, it was that shit was good. That shit was good. It was about a seven point five. Somebody got stabbed at that concert. At the concert, somebody. Oh wow! At, can we we can talk about it later? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it later. But I have you, I have you pop up one time at the top of the year, and then you know once, you know what I'm saying once your seed gets here, I will let you breathe. You know what I'm saying I'll let you bask in the ambience of fatherhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I might I might just go ahead and just start early and just start putting that motherfucker on. 
Yeah, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you soon. Yes. Hang all the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better. This Christmas, and as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. Fireside is blazing bright. Whoa, uh, we're caroling through the uh, night. Whoa, this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Whoa, 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 whoa,